Local programming on KRWG made possible in part by viewers like you. Thank you. talking a lot about politics uh, in the, over the course of the last few episodes here at Fronteras of Changing America. We have to talk about not only the changes that we're experiencing uh, on a national scale, but also how it begins with us in our own local community. And we have to actually begin to reflect on some of the things that are going on and begin to analyze as to where we go from here. I can think of no better way to do something like this than to actually invite colleagues and familiar faces here at KRWG to talk a little bit in a reporter's roundtable of sorts about the big looming story that has been hanging over our heads for now quite some time. The, cons the, the whole story about corruption in the community with recent stories about Sunland Park, the mayor not being able to take office, the FBI scandals in El Paso, as well as the whole situation with a county commissioner, a sitting county commissioner in El Paso County uh, being arrested under the uh, allegations of drug distribution, uh, along with just a series of events that really place a cloud over our community. I think it's a big issue. And um, joining us here today, we have very familiar faces who need no introduction here at KRWG for our reporters roundtable. Is it as frustrating, guys, as, as it is for someone like myself that comes in and kind of does a little bit of commentary uh, at Fronteras from, a, from the reporter's end of thing and the, the, the side of interviewing some of these personalities? It, the story, is it as frustrating as it is to me? I, I, I'm not sure. You're, your thoughts on the issue, Fred, you, you interview people on a regular basis on Newsmakers. All the time. And I mean, if you're talking uh, specifically about uh, politicians, and I know Monica uh, can talk about this as well, dealing especially when you're talking about corruption and allegations of any kind that don't look favorable upon the individual, yeah. you often don't get straight answers. And so, of course, that is yeah. frustrating. It's frustrating for the viewers and the listeners as well. And, but at the same time, I think it's one of our most important responsibilities that we've got to ask those questions. The thing that's frustrating for me as a, as a viewer yeah. uh, very often is watching coverage of political issues and campaigns where the questions aren't even asked. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. is, is very difficult, but it, it, it really emphasizes the importance of a role of public media and the kind of work like what Monica is doing right. where she has time to work on in-depth journalism asking the questions that need to be to be asked. Mo Monica, tell me you, you you're reporting on this on a daily basis. Correct, correct. Easy, and hard? No, no, certainly. It's it's um it's it's one of the most difficult parts of my job, especially when it comes to stories that are related to, to corruption and, and allegations of wrongdoing by public officials. Um, I mean, uh, a couple of weeks ago I was I was placed in the I, I had to make a decision. Um, the two two stories broke at the same time, one having to do with the county commissioner in El Paso yeah. and the other having to do with the mayoral candidates mayoral. in Sunland Park. And so as a reporter covering this entire region, I'm posed with 
the question, where do I cover? Where do I go? Um, so I ended up choosing the to, to cover the story on the the county commissioner yeah. in uh, in a in a in the in a small town on the outskirts of uh, El Paso called Socorro, Texas, which is where uh, this uh, county commissioner is from. Yeah. And so getting people to talk to you when you're out on the streets, it's a very very delicate subject because it is a small town and because there are so many interconnections within that town of family members or businesses. It's difficult to get people to, to come up and say, yeah, well, I'll speak openly to you about how I feel or what I know or what I've seen. Um, I think I spoke to more people off the record than I did on, on the record. You know, that this off the record, on the record stuff, and, and I have certainly experienced occasions where I invite folks to Fronteras and they decline. They will tell me whatever they'd like to say on the telephone or in person, but they'll decline an invitation to be on camera. Um, do you think that it creates like a lack of information for our community to, and, and misinforms our community in many ways, just the fact that it's such a struggle? Uh, well, 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 certainly, certainly. I think people, it's a, it's a matter of, 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 uh, of confidence and, and integrity. I think if, if someone, um, some, someone is, has their, has their facts straight, has done, the, has done the research, I think it takes a lot of courage to come out and speak publicly because there might be repercussions for that person personally. Um, and in light of that, the fact that they would come up, they would be willing to come up and speak um, uh, publicly, I think, again, shows a great deal of courage and, and would be increasingly, uh, I mean, uh, incredibly beneficial for, for the community. But there, there aren't a lot of people willing to, to step up. Fred, you and I share the, the opportunity to have conversations with folks. You do it on Newsmakers, more specifically on a one-on-one -on -one basis. Do you find it hard to, to get answers to questions that, that are really important that the politicians uh, or people involved may, may not really want to answer? I mean, Very frequently. And, you know, it's one of the reasons why uh, at this station, in addition to those one-on-one -on -one interviews, one of the things that we're committed to doing is also giving the opportunity for folks in the public to directly ask questions. So we yeah. have hosted town halls here. Um, we've opened up uh, forums when, it, when it's particularly involving a political campaign to a variety of different reporters. We, I was very pleased that this past fall we were able to have two forums with the Las Cruces mayoral race yeah. and one 90-minute uh, forum with the Las Cruces city council races. So this gave an opportunity for a lot of uh, folks to see answers to specific questions on issues from a variety of reporters, not yeah. just uh, that one-on-one -on -one, uh, aspect. So important. I mean. I don't know how the two of you feel, but I think if you run for public office, this is part of your responsibility Absolutely. in the position to do interviews with newspapers, with radio stations, with television stations, to give your opinion on issues. Without it, how can the public make an informed choice? Right now, without a doubt, that, that, that's absolutely the case. They do have a responsibility, and, and we have a responsibility, like you said earlier, to, to ask those questions. It's amazing to me how some of that responsibility, though, is sometimes shirked. I mean, I was talking to a candidate um, very recently about the fact that she has shown up at every major debate forum, and none of her opponents have been there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, they, they, there's, there's really just 
this lack of a wanting to inform the public, they rather just kind of uh, gloss it over. And I, th that's what makes the, the role that we're playing here, I believe, a, a, even that much more important. So, yeah, well, I think I think that's also the the case that that creates that lack of public accountability uh, creates a situation where, like in Sunland Park, you can have all kinds of wrong, uh, wrongdoing um, potentially going on, but because nobody is doing the the job of a of a watchdog, nobody is is uh, is patrolling that that stuff just allows to 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 grow and build upon itself and escalate to the point where you can't ignore it and and once you start paying attention you start uncovering all sorts of of levels of uh, wrongdoing it's kind of and we, i think we should definitely get into that since we're talking about the whole fact of the matter that that there's a lack of information out there i think there's there's very big looming stories over in our community two of them are a little older the the whole recall situation of of mayoral and city council officials in el paso there's also the FBI scandal that has kind of embroiled El Paso for several years now um, that, that continues to, I mean, very recently, former county judge Anthony Cobos uh, was arrested. Uh, you know, he's now out on bond or, or something like that, I believe. Um, then there's also the county judge Dolores Briones uh, was also pled guilty uh, already to, to um, certain allegations she's facing. Um, there are these things, but the two most recent ones, since you've been the person there, I'd like to kind of go over them. The situation in Sunland Park uh, with the mayor and the fact that a community has voted for someone who will essentially, from what things are looking like, cannot do anything, <laughs> can't even take the oath of office. Right, right, right. So it's funny. Can you take um, us through that? Sure, sure. It's funny looking at a, at a, um, at a, uh, um, a comic in the... Um, in the Albuquerque Journal that had a, a Sunland Park voter looking at the ballot and the choices were the guy that's in jail, the guy that got the lap dance, or the guy with the same name as the lap dance guy but not related <laughs> to him. So it, it really, I mean, it's comical, but it's embarrassing at the it same is. at the same at the same time. So um, you you had the you had the election um, last week. People thought that it might have been that that it might be delayed, but no, it went on as scheduled, and that that was basically the the, the choices that that people had. Um, both uh, both uh, two mayoral candidates were, were involved in in this scandal uh, regarding one of them was the the receiver of, of this lap dance that was leaked to media and that um, the other mayoral candidate is charged with using the tape as extortion to get him to drop out of the race um, and wow. then and oh, the, the district attorney's office is also investigating allegations of, of voter fraud uh, which is a huge concern in, in that um, she's saying that there there have been people residents of El Paso that were encouraged and, and actually signed up and voted in the Sunland Park election and uh, and so that she so that brings up a broader question, right? Is it just this election that this has happened, where there has been uh, voting across state lines, or is this something that has been ongoing? And it's especially a concern since uh, the, you've got the, the bigger presidential election later on this year. So that's what, um, as I understand, the, the, the DA's office is currently investigating, among yeah. all the and, other and, things. And I mean, how embarrassing is this for this to happen? You're mentioning in particular the El Paso folks uh, saying that they possibly voted in this election. How embarrassing is this for this to happen amidst the scandal, amidst news that a dog was registered to vote uh, in the state of, of New Mexico? I mean, it, it is absolutely uh, an issue for not just Sunland Park and this region, 
but the entire state. And I think right. that's what the Albuquerque Journal hit on in their editorial uh, this week. Uh, they, they asked the uh, mayor-elect to resign, saying that this has created, quote, a wholesale mocking of uh, the state. And in discussing uh, the mayor-elect, Daniel Salinas, uh, and one of his opponents, the journal says, quote, throw in that the two of you were running to replace a mayor who admitted he was drunk when he signed nine city contracts and has exposed taxpayers to a million dollar lawsuit and it's no surprise folks still think this is the wild west <laughs> end quote so that's that's, that's really uh, in in the view of the albuquerque journal from that editorial that was in the uh, paper this week getting to that larger issue of trust in government and yes. the image of the state of new mexico your interviews with some of the folks that the you know the opinion page is is writing about now you know on difficult interviews monica to get information out to describe right. the process of interviewing some of these people that fred is is now saying have been commented about in in these major publications well i mean basically um it's, it's a matter of just Com of, of confrontation, of, of doing everything you can to give, because it's also your responsibility to give them an opportunity to to speak, uh, to, to speak for themselves, right? In the case of the the county commissioner, um, one opportunity uh, was uh, when he when he bonded out of jail. He had a he had a nice uh, healthy. Uh, crowd of reporters waiting for him, and uh, that was a, that could have been a very good opportunity for him to come out and, and say something. I mean, as a public official, as the then former county commissioner, um, I, I think he owed the public um, a, a response. Absolutely. But I mean, and and he yeah 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 he's got a lot of outlets waiting there to to pick that up. But um, instead, he chose to to make no comment, refers to his attorney, and just. Um, Fed off uh, in, in in a car, and so um, Daniel Salinas, the mayor elect in in Sumlin Park, um, he has spoken to uh, to media before, and and he says uh, that he will fight um, the, the 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 conditions of his release, which prohibit him from going to uh, to to City Hall and to uh, speak with other city officials. So, I mean, there, there's a there's an example, two different examples, um, but. Uh, but but yeah no it, it is difficult but again we, we have to we have to try and mm. you you mentioned all of this process and Fred I mean is is the operate you're you exe you're the executive producer for a lot of the programming that takes place here much of the programming that takes place here at KRWG are we now talking then about an emerging storyline on our community that's a that questions truth in government uh, and, and what our elected officials are telling us? Oh, I, I think so. And I think for, for a very uh, long time that has, that has been the case is to really uh, inform folks about what is going on, not only in local government, but in state government and at the federal uh, level. This whole discussion uh, up until this point could leave folks watching with a feeling, you know, a really negative feeling. But, yeah. but I think there is some hope in this Absolutely. because sharing this kind of information, trying to get to uh, these important issues and that larger issue of trust in government, I think has the potential anyway to force change. And particularly in, in the situation that we're in now with social media, yeah. it is 
remarkable that when there is a coordinated effort in social media, and we've just seen this in the last few weeks with a, uh, the campaign for the invisible children yes. uh, in Uganda, the tens of millions of people not only going online but donating to a cause right. and getting to this very issue in that particular case of speaking directly to policymakers about an urgent issue. That is, I think, the hope of all of us as journalists is to be able to give people that information. We don't call for folks to, uh, to work for change. We give them the information. They decide what to do with that information. But that is the potential. One of the most interesting critiques on, on media uh, as of late, and I think it's an important one to have in this round table since we're talking to you know, the, the folks that are responsible for bringing the news stories here at KRWG and, and a lot of our programming. One of the biggest critiques has been that for media overall is that it's becoming, sm the, it's becoming smaller. The, 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 the amount of media out there in terms of big investigative reporting, this kind of stuff in terms of newspapers having that kind of budget. Uh, in terms of e media sources for, for news on a national scale, you see a diminishing amount of folks tuning into the national news at night uh, with Brian Williams or, or what have you uh, and any of these other big, big time anchors. But now there's the emergence, like you mentioned, Fred, of, of social media. Are, are we now redefining uh, what the role of media should be? Is it still the same traditional role? Because obviously a lot of these stories have been suspect in our community for a while but now only now beginning to come to light whereas maybe some people would even say before if you had more investigative reporting budgets or what have you this could have come to light earlier i mean your your thoughts on that because it's a big question for media and, and reporting in today's day and age yeah yeah no certainly well well all, all kinds of media outlets have been downsizing for the past uh four or five years so that has definitely hurt um the, the, the amount of reporting that's able to, done, to, to be done and the reach of it and the scope of it. I know um, myself as a, as a reporter, um, I'm, I have more demands placed on me in terms of the amount of work I do and, and the outlets on which I uh, share that work. Yeah. Um, it's not like, I, I'm, not, um, I, it, I'm not limited now just to doing uh, radio. I also have to think about the web and I also have to think about uh, multimedia elements to add to a story. Um, so not only are we shrinking in, in size, but uh, the, the responsibilities that we have are, are increasing. And I think it's, it's both a good thing and, mm -hmm. and, and, um, and, and a bad thing in that, um, yeah, we, we, might be, we might be able to reach more of an audience. Maybe we are, we, um, our size is, is shrinking, but by putting, by using social media, by using uh, the internet, we can reach a, a wider audience. But at the same time, um, doing all that, the, the extra work um, cuts down on the, on the time that you're out reporting in, in, in the communities and on the streets. Fred, your thoughts on, on the changing roles of media? I mean, you're, you're in a position here at KRWG where you're not only contributing to the content uh, with newsmakers and, and, and the programming here, but in a position where you also have to make decisions uh, about what kind of, of, of resources should be dedicated to uh, the nature of what kind of programming and stories and the like. It's, it's a changing atmosphere out there when, when it comes to media, uh, but there's obviously still a very big role in, when it comes to you know, sto issue, stories like what we're talking about, the mayoral situation in Sunland Park, the county commissioner in El Paso. 
your, your, your outlook on, on our role? It is a changing media, but there's one thing that never changes, and that is the need for real journalism. And I emphasize that word, need. Yeah. In this country, and this is a societal problem, this is not just a problem with the media, yeah. to use that term. Yeah. We don't view it as a societal need. It's a want, it's a benefit, perhaps, to some people. But the truth is, it's a need. Yeah. And what needs to get out there is that that is what our major democracies, Great Britain, Germany, Japan, look at this issue as a need. So they fully fund public media. They don't have a situation where they have uh, our situation in this country, where we have the need for uh, donations, uh, for a patchwork of grants and things, and then a, a, a federal funding as just a small, uh, well, it's a, it's a significant part, but part of this, this mix. They have, in, in all those countries, the full funding of public media, because it's understood that in-depth journalism is a need. You can't have a democracy if it's not an informed democracy. And I, and might, add, sorry, I might add that, um, that this, uh, this project, the, the Fronteras uh, Network, right. was funded by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting yeah. because of, of, this, uh, 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 of the recognition of this need. Yeah. And so this, this, this network, I mean, has not, uh, uh, the, the, the fact that it exists is specifically to focus on the southwest on the border region and cover the issues that are important to this region and it didn't it didn't exist before this with all kind of us of sharing all the affiliates sharing right, sharing resources right, right, right. so about. we've got right. we've got we've got reporters all along the border from San Antonio uh, to, to San Diego and that's all we and it feels like almost a, yes I do feel like I have a, a lot more to do but it feels like such a such a privilege to be able to just focus on this on, on this part of the country it's, right. fascinating. It, it's like reconceptualizing the our, our role in a way that, that, that highlights a lot of our assets and, and kind of retools them in a way where we give greater voice to stories that may otherwise not come out. And I think, I think you bring up a, a great example. And so we talk about the role in media, but let's also talk about um, the role of individual responsibility of, amongst the members in the community that, that uh, we're covering. The, the last thing that comes to mind is, is a very big news article that, was, that ran in the El Paso Times with the Gandaras back-to-back -back and a headline along the lines, and now I'm paraphrasing, comparing the family to the Kennedys in El Paso in a very flattering way to that family before any of the scandals with both Gandaras, uh, the senior when he was mayor of Socorro, and now junior with the sitting county commissioner. Um, before this, kind of saying, oh, these are, these are our Kennedys. These are the people we should look up to. Yet, in some of my own experiences in radio and on TV, there was always underlining kind of questions about what they did in their business dealings and stories that were told, is there a higher premium now on personal responsibility uh, of the individuals in the community to talk to media folks like, like yourself, Monica, reporting or 
Fred on Newsmakers will, being willing to come forward and share some of this stuff. Is, is, that bec is there more premium on that? Is it more difficult for people to come forward now? Well, I mean, absolutely. Otherwise, because otherwise, the, the, the community members that know and interact with the people in question um, are, are the ones who can best tell that story. It's our, our job to go out there and, and fetch that story. But if, if there, no one is willing to, to, to come and, 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 and speak out um, and, um, and, and talk about it, then, then, then no, no, then, then nothing then nothing gets done. But I think the fact that um, you were talking about the, the good versus the bad of, of, of talking about all the, uh, the, 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 the corruption scandals is that I think, yes, people, because we're talking about it so much, people get, get sick about it. And, and they, they want, uh, they, it, it, is a, it is a good uh, motivation for change. And I think more people, I, I would hope that more people would be willing to, to discuss it openly and say, you know what, enough, this isn't doing anybody any good. And um, let's, let's start talking about it. Let's get involved. Let's vote. Let's, uh, let's find candidates uh, that, that, that we can trust and that will, that will serve the community versus um, uh, trying to serve themselves. Yeah, and hopefully that'll be the result. I mean, th this is the other issue that we haven't talked about is, yeah. you know, when you have this kind of thing, the constant scandals and the constant difficulties, the image uh, in general of uh, running for office uh, and, and does this discourage people from running for office? I know you've interviewed folks who say, hey, this, this is a little scary. Yeah, you know? and, and because of that, it, it creates this, this cycle that kind of is self-feeding, you know? If, if the information is not coming out from a personal, at uh, the personal responsibility level in our community, it makes it makes our positions uh, in the media a little more difficult to bring that story into the community, and then things like this happen, and it dissuades people from running for office, and then we have a situation where we're faced with a diminishing participation politically uh, and and socially uh, in terms of social action in our community, um, and and it, it creates this kind of self-perpetuating uh, situation. It, in your opinion, is there a counterbalance story to this kind of cloud that has been hanging in our community? I, I see personally in, in, in my own uh, interviews the fact that there's some people coming forward that, that seem to be wanting to do great things. Do you see something similar? Uh, well, um, I, would, I would say that uh, I think that there is a lot more talk, uh, and given that this is a presidential election year, uh, I think there are more people that are paying attention, at least to who the candidates are, at least trying to inform themselves more. And um, I think, at least, I think at the very least, that, that people get involved civically and at least are educate themselves on on who is going to be representing them is a is a good sign. But um, it is it is something to, to to keep an eye on to see whether what what the voter turnout will be because it might go one way or the other. Mm. I think I think we're going to have to definitely do this again. There's a lot of talk that we have to do. I hope this is not the last time we have our reporters roundtable. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. For everybody here at Fronteras, thank you for joining us this evening, folks. We hope you get engaged in all of the issues going on in our community. Have a great evening. I'm Hector H. Lopez.